This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Dad Are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, October 20th, the birthday bash location unknown edition. I'm Zach Rosen. I make the best advice show podcast. I live in Detroit with my family. My daughter Noah is five and my son Ami is two. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Karen Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is nine and a half, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. I'm a stand-up comedian. I have a new podcast called Parenting is a Joke, and I'm a mom to Lucas, who is six and nine-tenths, according to him, and I live in Brooklyn, New York. Today on the show, we've got a birthday conundrum. Our letter writer is gearing up for their kids' first big party with friends. It's a big milestone. The only problem? They live in a tiny home that definitely won't accommodate a party. Now they're wondering how to throw an epic birthday party without breaking the bank. Then on Slate Plus, we're going to be playing a little game. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like nice. So yeah, get nice. your minds out of the gutter, both and not of you. A, just and not a commercial thing. Like my brain just went to: is it a Marvel superhero? Is it a DC superhero? Right. Is it? A- yeah, that's a timeless one. That's it's uh, that is nice. Okay, we're gonna catch up on our week in parenting, but not before a quick break. See you in a second. All right, we're back and gonna share a parenting triumph or fail. Afira, as our guest, what do you want to talk about this week? Well, I do have a birthday coming up, my son's birthday. That feels like my birthday, <laughs> honestly. And so we bought him. He loves graphic novels, and we got him a few graphic novels because my husband was just at a uh, comic convention, and he was showing them to me last night, and then we left them on the kitchen table and went to sleep. So guess who got up at 6 a.m. and read all of his birthday presents? You should just be happy that he's such a precocious <laughs> reader. I know it's great that like right it's on one hand you go yay you like to read on the other hand you go do we have to buy more gifts <laughs> this was the plan what did you tell him uh I didn't say anything I just went oh that's as far as I got in my <laughs> my planning of what to do with this mornings are quick right we have like you know so much activity getting someone out the door and he was like I read all my presents it's like oh Oh, so he knows that they are presents? Yeah, because uh, my husband got up a little earlier and he was reading one of them. And my husband, I think, said, oh, though, you know, he said, like, where did where these books come from? And I think my husband said, those were your uh, birthday presents. Okay, now you have to get new ones. Do I? Or do I, do, I, do I teach the lesson of those are them? I don't know. Well, well when's the birthday? I think that's relevant. It's not for a week. Over a week. Soon. That's soon. You can just be like, we were so excited. We wa- we wanted to give you your gift early. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. That's fine. I can just read. If it was like a month from now, then I'd say, eh, maybe go back to the comic <laughs> book store. But Maybe you can get like one more book so that he gets something on his birthday that he hadn't seen already. But just like, you know, we'd gotten you all these books and we were so excited we were going to wrap them and we left them out. Because mom As a is surprise. tired. Yeah, he doesn't have to know. <laughs> it was a surprise, yeah. right? I, I should have, you're right. I should have just come in with one of those reframes this morning and just said, it's the week and four days before your birthday surprise. It's like That's a right. tradition that we do. For when you're six and nine tenths. <laughs> the six and nine tenths day. The day of six and nine tenths gets a prize. <laughs> yeah, that's a minor fail in, 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 my, uh, in my opinion. I appreciate that. I'll take a minor fail. You know what? That's my new goal. 
only minor fails. Yeah, totally. That's a good goal. Um, hey, how about you, Jamila? Triumph or fail for you? Um, I have a semi-fail. Um, Naima had a dance performance this dance performance this weekend. Uh, she performed at the Taste of Soul, which is this big food and family festival they have in Crenshaw here in Los Angeles. They hadn't had one since uh, COVID first hit, so this was the first one back. And her dad and I didn't quite realize how big a thing it was, you know, but we knew that they were performing. It's going to be great. And so there was a bunch of performances that the kids were supposed to do throughout the day, but Naima was going to Disney, um, Disneyland with her father and her dad's family for her little brother's birthday on Saturday. They were driving Saturday afternoon. So like she couldn't stay for the whole day. And so I asked the dance teacher, you know, like what time are they performing? And she's like, okay, their first performance is at one. I'm like, cool. So I'm like, I'll be there for one o'clock. And I'm, but something told me, I was like, let me check with her dad. Cause he's going to drop her off at dance. There might be a different call time. So I text him at like 10 in the morning, like, Hey, you know what time we should be out there. And at like 1145, he texts me and says their first performance is at 12. I'm still very much in my house. So there's no way it's a 30 minute drive and there's all this crazy traffic because it's this big street festival. So everything is closed off. You had to park really far from the school and walk. It was a whole situation. So I only make it to the one o'clock performance. Naima was on stage for like 30 seconds. It was the short, like she had a piece of a routine. So I drove 30 minutes, parked to, you know, like far away and walked and stood in the sun and got to see Naima on stage. Had to watch a bunch of other acts. They went on stage 45 minutes later than expected. Um, and I had my comedy class. I mentioned last at one of the last recent episodes that I'm taking a stand-up comedy class. It's a three-hour class on Saturdays from 2 to 5. And so I was supposed to be there at 2 o'clock. And it, I had a 30-minute drive to class from the performance. And at 1.45, I'm watching Naima on stage for 30 seconds. But I'm still counting it as a triumph because she saw. I made it. She saw me. I hugged her. I was there. You made it. You know. How was she? She was great. She made the most of her time on stage. 30 seconds of brilliance. So we we made it. But I, I think this is a triumph. I mean, the reverse of like you dealing with all this information, still getting there, having the wave uh, from the, uh, like in the movie form of this, that's, that's the final scene. Everyone won. And... I mean, in your defense, Jamila, you sent that text at 10, didn't get a reply until 1.45. No shade to her dad. Maybe you didn't see it. He's texting me back at like 11.45. So like, it's still, yes, yes, it was his fault. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's exactly right. <sighs> it works. It works. Yes. And before her second performance, she runs through the crowd or she comes to get some food from her dad and she sees me and I'm like, as soon as she sees me, I'm like, I'm golden. That's right. I won. Doesn't right. matter that I wasn't here I, earlier. I'm here. How did she feel about the performance? She was happy. She was really excited to go to Disney. So she wasn't too pressed about it, but she had fun. She got to wear eyeliner. Um, that was very exciting for her. What was the song that she danced to? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. They were stepping. I don't even know if there was music. It was a step routine, kind of oh, like black cool. uh, fraternity and sorority stepping. 
Uh-huh. And so the younger kids, she's part of the younger group. They came out for a quick second and did a little, you know, brief stepping. And then the bigger kids, you know, the, the teenagers were the ones who did the majority of the set. And it was very good. They were all very good. Um, and also just, isn't it nice to be back at like a street festival? Well, maybe this was kind of under some duress, but... It was. This is the second one that I've been to in the past two years. And living, I, Ophelia, I moved to LA, unfortunately, from Brooklyn, um, and where I lived for a very long time. And street festivals were a big part of the summer, you know, and something I was used to and loved. So it was nice, you know, even though I was walking quickly. Okay, I was walking quickly through the festival to get to her and walking quickly to get out of the festival to get to class. Um, It was still nice to see all those people. It seemed like a pretty cool day. I mean, I, I have to say the Brooklyn Street Festivals, as you may remember, although they are fun, often they are so inconvenient. You're like, what do you mean? All these streets are closed off. And then traffic is insane all around it. And it's packed. It, it tends to, you know, if you bring your kid there, they know exactly what they're doing to you. So there's just ice cream and churros. Like they just load it with all the smells and delicious things that a child wants. And you're always just like, this is inconvenient and very expensive. And my kid's whining about wanting all this stuff. So, Yeah. But I, I guess I missed it when they weren't there because we'd be like, what was life like with no activity yes. to be angry about? <laughs> right, right. Oh, yes. What about you, Zach? Triumph or fail this week? So I'm going to circle back to my fail from last week and talk about how I have turned things around a little bit. I'll figure out to catch you up. I was just having a weekend last weekend, um, two weekends ago, excuse me my wife was out of town and I had both kids and I was like feeling bad for myself that it was, it was just me. And so I gave, there was, there was this day Ophira where I gave uh, my daughter five hours of TV. Oh yeah. That <laughs> um, was working. You know, that was my excuse. Uh, it was, it was a work day, but still I was just feeling like, geez, that that's, I'm fine with TV, but that was too much. So I've been trying to make amends. And so, yeah, you melted her brain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Her it's brain coming back from that. Exactly. Um, so I, I, I needed to de-zombify her. And what I did was I went a full fucking 180 on this. I grabbed the thickest children's book we have, which was, which is a Laura Ingalls Wilder book. Like the least, you know, poppy, um, melt your brain literature one can imagine. And we, we've been reading a Laura Ingalls Wilder book, um, which one? It's called uh, Little House in the Big Woods, which is just this semi-autobiographical novel, but it's really just like this tedious journaling of a young Laura talking about how her family prepares for the various seasons living deep in the woods in Wisconsin. Like, you know, uh, what the, how, how you like break down a, a pig and like how you you know, uh, set traps with bear grease, just like all this stuff from, you know, uh, another time. And I, th- I kind of picked it up, like thinking like, man, like we are going to, we're going to do this. And like, I'm going to, and like, she's not going to like it, but we're going to, we're going to read, but like, she's kind of into it. And it, I, I kind of learned that like, if I just set that the intention, who knows if this will keep going, but like, if I'm just like, all right, let's be excited about reading. Um, she's kind of into it. So like, I picked her up from school yesterday and she's like, dad, let's read the chapter book. Um, and it was so exciting. <laughs> oh, and, 
And so now, like, so yesterday I only gave her, like, four hours and 45 minutes of TV. And, like, it's fine. I'm just kidding. Um, she, she, so she's been, like, watching a lot less TV, and it's been totally fine. And I feel uh, so much better about myself. Shout out Laura Ingalls Wilder. That's, yeah, we have such a push and pull on the TV situation in our apartment. I mean, t- by TV, I mean, like, it's staring at the iPad, so also it's a, such a, yeah, singular focus thing. And um, I have had the thought of, what if I just let him watch as much as he wants? Will there be a moment where he gets bored of it? And I'm told by other people, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no end. There, there is there no especially since they have work. so many yeah. television options now you know i mean when we were kids like five hours of tv could have got boring because at some point your shows would have went off and mash would have come on or something you know mm-hmm. right, right right there's got to be an app where that happens it just it just puts mash on <laughs> yeah, puts, after two hours it just mash it's just called mash on <laughs> Kids mash. You're like, huh, what's this app? <laughs> this is a, this. We should develop this this app. I think this is a winner. Yeah, this would work brilliantly. Nothing ruined my fun as a child like fucking mash coming on. Like, oh, oh mash is on. Oh, I gotta go Where outside now. I guess. What am I doing in here? It snaps you out of it real fast. That's so boring to kids. This is great. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take another quick break. See you back here for our listener question. Okay, are y'all ready to don your party hats and grab a bite of cake? Let's hear today's question. Dear mom and dad, I need advice from parents living in small places. My kid is turning four in the fall and due to many reasons, they've never had a birthday party with friends. But I'm hoping this will be their first. However, we don't have a space to hold a party in our home. How have other families managed party planning without breaking the bank, especially since we can't do it at home? Also, how much is it supposed to cost to throw a birthday party? I don't remember mine being terribly extravagant, but we had them at home, so it's my only reference. We have no family nearby. The closest lives two hours away. Any ideas, thoughts, or recommendations are welcomed. Thanks. Mini birthday bash. I mean, Ophira, you live, I imagine you don't live in a mansion in, in New York City. Might you have some thoughts on this? I believe my two-bedroom, almost 1,000-square-foot apartment in Brooklyn is a mansion. (laughs) But no. And we have this issue where, I mean, having like three additional people in our apartment feels wild. Like, it just feels like we had like a, a friend over, and it's just like you were cleaning that up for days afterwards because everything is in the same space. I grew up in a house in the suburbs of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So I just remember friends came over. We went to the basement. It was almost like we didn't exist. And that's where all the toys were. And they they had their place. So it's really hard. And I think the word that sticks out in that to me is the word epic. And I got to say, kind of like your triumph. Uh, yeah, I think epic is an intention. You have to make epic the intention. Not the def, not like the definition of like it's gonna be wild and huge and crazy because that's not the option. Small space. So I mean, I can tell you what I've done, but I I would love all all reactions. You 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 both have space, right? I don't know, L.A. How much space do you have in L.A.? 
We have a lot of space. We've got about 1,400 square feet, which feels like a palace compared to Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> but I most of it is in my bedroom. And um, yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I, I'm in my bedroom now. So you can see I have a pretty big room. Our place is just not conducive to birthday parties. We don't have room. We could have a play date with two other children here comfortably, but a birthday party wouldn't work. And that was definitely the case when we were in New York and our places were much smaller. So I have run the gamut as it comes to birthday parties. My parties in New York were pretty epic. I did go overboard. I spent too much money uh, some years. It's very easy. Um, I've rented spaces. I want to say the first time I rented a space, I may have... Gosh, I just, I'm so sorry. I wish I had any clue what I spent on it, you know, because I'm like, did I spend $300 on the venue? Like, was it more than that? Was it less than that? But I feel, you know, I don't remember spending a ton of money on the actual rental. Another year we did it at a bar. I spent a lot of money renting that. That was crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. So last year we did it at a bar because it rained. We were doing it outside. So that's number one. That's your answer. You do it outside, weather permitting, of course, but that's a great way to go. And you can keep costs low and kids like being outside. They're happy with that. Well, the only tricky thing is it's fall. And so we don't know where they live because fall in Chicago or New York could easily be too cold, too wet to be outside. Um, Because I would have suggested fall. I mean, I would have thought outside too. Yeah. So last year we rented last minute the bar beside me between 11 and 1, like 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And I think it was, they gave us a good deal. I think it was like 300 bucks because they felt sorry for us because it was so last minute. And they know me. It's the bar beside my apartment. Uh, well, the thing was is that you saw, so they had to have a bartender because that was their staff and security and kind of running the place. And you could see all the parents being like, are you going to order a beer? Who's going to order a beer? <laughs> and then someone did and everyone just bought. I mean, I really do think that person made more in that two hours than they did later that night. <laughs> totally. I was going to just say, um, I mean, I'm in Michigan, so just everything's everything's different here um, in the land of space. But uh, there are, are state parks and metro parks all over the place here. And I know they're all over the place in other cities and towns where even during the, the cold season when it's rainy, they have shelters. And you can rent out a shelter for like 20 bucks. And you're, so even if it is raining, you're still covered. If it's cold, you kind of make that part of the thing. Like, we're going to have an outdoor, you know, wilderness scavenger thing. So come bundled up and, you know, we're going to have a, a bonfire with s'mores and we're going to have the grill going and just we're going to have hot cider. So just kids don't kids don't need extravagance. Extravagant to a kid is other kids and just adults like down to clown with them. So so I I. Like I went to a birthday party a couple weeks ago with a where the parents registered for gifts, and I was just like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Like, agreed. First I of all, no all gifts. of our kids have too much shit. No gifts. You know, no gifts. You got to say no gifts. What? Yeah, I do. I say no gifts. You all are no gifters. We're no gifters. I mean, people. I will admit that people, ignore the they ignore it, right? Which is fine, but I also feel like too much stuff, not enough space. It's always kind of a nightmare coming back from a birthday party. I think we did okay last year because we split things up and most of the stuff went to Naima's dad's house. And it wasn't, we did a birthday party at a skating rink, which is another option, you know, um, that's not terribly expensive uh, usually. But it, um, going to a play place of some sort. But uh, in the past, we have had, you know, 
gifts that just seem to go on forever. But what I would do is that like, I would, it, sometimes it took a year to open them up, you know, as she would just get them every so often. So it also like when she was getting the gimmies or, oh, we're going to Target, can we get something? It's like, no, but we've got a birthday gift that we can open up, you know? I, I understand the no gift thing. I just know that my child would not, I should have instituted that when she was three. You know, now it's too late. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a rough one. And I so I will say, so this birthday coming up, I was like, what are we going to do? Because the last two years, you know, much like this person that's writing in, there really hasn't been much to do. We did that bar one at, at the last minute, but the bar had, you know, big open windows, kind of door windows. So people felt like there was significant ventilation in the time of COVID. But this year, they're back inside. There's like little play spaces around me that are brand new. I was like, what is it like to do it at this new creative writing uh, drawing place? $1,000. I mean, they weren't even like, they were just like, here's our plan. They have it all mapped out. $1,000. There was another, I was like, what about this gym that does like kids stuff? Oh, $900. Like, just what? so much money so we are doing the thing it's it's called low expectations but your your idea like down to clown you got to make it fun where i said we are going to take five of your friends to a movie and ice cream and because we were just talking about the screen time like we do try to limit it so it feels special a movie what are you going to see you know, this is a hilarious, too, because we can't plan it because the movie theater near us is like, we only release our schedule the week of. And I was like, can you not do that, please? Right. Like, you know what you're going to have in two weeks. Can you just tell me? <laughs> but I think right now it's Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So there you go. Whatever kids movie it is, we're seeing it. I was just going to say, there's also Airbnb. You know, if you really want to do something in a house or apartment, um, you could find a place that might not be too expensive on there, you know, just make sure you're clear about the fact that you're having an event and that other people will be coming in. I've never thought of That's that. That's a cute idea. I, w I wonder. Yeah. So if yeah. you said we're having and 10 six-year-olds over, do you think they'd be like, That's cool. Or would they just yeah. be like, the new cleaning fee <laughs> right. is $9 right. million. Right. Dollars. right. <laughs> Freaking cleaning fees. And you can order pizza. I found that that was a good... I went from those first birthday parties. I cooked everything. I did a brunch menu and I cooked all the food myself and just spent hours, you know, baking cookies and making French toast casserole and driving myself nuts. I tried doing a caterer one year and then I realized like, but Domino's has $5 pizzas. I can order a ton of them and the kids will be so happy. I was just in at, at the park down our street the other day with my daughter and um, a kid from her school, older kid, maybe he was eight, he was having a birthday party. The mom, I thought she did it so brilliantly. This was after school. So from like three to whatever, 4.30, she just had the kids walk over from the school and they just played at the park and she gave them cupcakes and got a pinata. Like it was like a $40 birthday party and no kid is like, oh, like, you know, where's the pony or, you know what I mean? Like, Kids are just happy to play together. So um, remember that. And uh, if there's just like, and your kid is four, like maybe they're like kind of burnt out on, I, actually, that's not even true. I was going to say maybe they're burnt out on, on the park you usually go to. But even if they're not, like you can find a park like that they haven't been to, which just creates like an air of mystery. And it's a half mile from your house instead of a quarter mile and just have it there. Although I will say with the playground and burnt out on the playground, because we live near a playground that my, you know, my son could technically be burnt out on, but we did do a party there and he liked it because he knew the playground so well. Mm. 
And so he like felt, he felt like, like he could host. be the exactly like yeah. the leader. So you know, sometimes that works in your favor. And uh, I, my favorite part of these kids' parties to add a little sense of occasion is you know take your kid to a dollar store beforehand or whatever party city, and you create those loot bags. I love a loot bag. I love a loot the little yeah grab bag of like with a little maze in it and some stickers and a pencil and stuff. And that's like a, a little fun extra thing just to be like this is a doesn't have to be the biggest party with a million balloons and a hired entertainment act. You do these little things that mark the occasion. Well, mini birthday bash. Please let us know how the party goes. We'd love an update or an invite. Um, I'll come for sure. Everyone else, do you have some tried and true birthday planning wisdom? Send it in. Email us at slate.com. That's also where you can send us any questions of your own. And that's it for our show. We'll be back in your feeds bright and early on Monday. We'll be talking about Ophira's new show, Parenting is a Joke. You won't want to miss it. While you're at it, please subscribe to the show and give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Christy Taiwo Macanjula and Rosemary Belson. For Ophira Eisenberg and Jamila Lemieux, I'm Zach Rosen. Thanks for listening. All right, Slate Plus listeners, let's keep it going. We thought it would be fun to play a little trivia game to see how well we know parenting pop culture. And because Ophira is a veteran of these very fun games like Ask Me Another and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. So essentially what I'm going to do, I'm going to play host. I'm going to read a question and then both of you will try to guess the answer. Okay. High stakes here. The winner gets a loot bag. Yay! According to Google Trends, what is the most popular Halloween costume in New York? Slut. <laughs> no, is this an adult costume or kids? Yeah, I guess. Is this are these kids costumes or adult costumes? These, I think these are kids costumes. Oh, okay. So that's slut. Yeah, I'm sure you're right for adults. As a teenager, that's what I did. I would basically look at my own closet as a teenager and just figure out what slutty costume I could pull out of it. Okay, for a kid, I am going to say Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, the answer is slutty Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm um, just kidding. It's fairy. <laughs> a fairy. Aww. Oh. That's yeah, that's like nice. So yeah, get nice. your minds out of the gutter, both and not of you. A, just, and not a commercial thing. Like, my brain just went to, is it a Marvel superhero? Is it a DC superhero? Right. Is it a- yeah, that's a timeless one. That's, it's, uh, that is nice. Okay, so we're going to do in each of our cities. So we did New York. Can you guess in LA and then Detroit? Ooh. What is it in LA? Harry Styles. That's funny. Oh my gosh. I'll give you a influencer? clue. Um, it's not influencer, but that's a good guess. It it is a character from a movie, popular movie franchise. Batman. Very close. What's the next guest? You'll get it if it's Spider Man. Yep. Oh, which one though? Is it Miles Morales Spider Man? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> d- 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 didn't say. <laughs> Spider Ham. That's a good one. Um, and then lastly, Detroit. The answer is Henry Ford. Just kidding. (laughs) This is another timeless one like fairy. Ghost. Close. Mm, Witch. Yep. Yeah? Okay. You got it. I mean, I have this whole thing um, because I'm just thinking Michigan weather, kind of close to Alberta weather growing up, is that sometimes these... You know, because you have to dress around your um, costume for warmth. So it's like there was a lot of classic Halloween things because that looks good with the ski jacket. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
Um, okay, this one's a little easier. Over 100 of what beloved child's doll is sold every minute? Barbie. Yep. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Mattel, they're doing very well for themselves. They are. I loved Barbie growing up. Loved Barbie. We are a house of Barbie. What kids' TV show has amassed over 140 billion views in its 16-year run? 140 billion. Jeez. 16 years. Okay, so not Sesame Street, because that's way, it takes much more, many, many, many more years. Uh, is it like a Blue's Clues? See, that's been on for more than 16 years. Has it? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give you a clue. What's something that your kid, if they're like my kid, watched 1,000 times? Just over and over until you wanted to break your phone. Coco Melon? Yes. Coco Melon. We never watched that. We never watched it either. But I, when you said until you wanted to break your phones, I was like, that's the show that everybody hates. Ami oh. um, is obsessed with Wheels on the Bus right now, which sounds theoretically very cute. But uh, he likes the Coco Melon version. Actually, I switched him to the Raffi version, which is less um, abrasive. But the Coco Melon version, I put it on for him the other day. Just that one song, you know, it's a three-minute YouTube song. Four billion hits because every kid oh has seen it a thousand oh times each. God. It's like they're just raking in those ad dollars at Coco Melon Central. So it's like the baby shark Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got yes. it. Yeah. It's so funny. Yes. We were listening to a little Raffi the other day because I was saying, oh, do you remember that Raffi song where you change the vowels out? It's like, I like to eat apples and bananas, but then you do it with uh-huh. A-E-I-O-U. Apples and bananas. And mm-hmm. I was listening to the to Raffi and thinking how low key it was for kids music. I was like, there's a little kazoo. There's not much going on here. It's true. Yeah. I, I still actually don't mind Raffi at all. Um, okay, before our last question, Ophira, you hosted Ask Me Another for nine years. Um, what was like the thing that, that made that, um, uh, the most fun job if it was, if it was fun? Like, what do you think most fondly of when you think about your time there? Yeah, I mean, it was, I really loved, um, when people were game, so many people that played the games were scared. There's just always that because no one likes to not know an answer. But if you got the next level where either they didn't care because they just liked playing the game or they were just willing to go with it, probably knew the answers. It was so fun watching people, what I will call brilliantly fail in the sense that people f- finding better answers than the real answers sometimes funnier answers than anything we could come up with that were wrong. There were so many times, like, because getting something right is great, but getting something wrong brilliantly is comedy gold. (laughs) And there was so many of those moments, especially with just crazy mashups that we would do or things that required a little bit more creative thinking, you know, because many of the games were not, here's a question, here's an answer. It was just, there was a twist. Um, also, I love true and false games. If you just use weird categories, we were just playing one actually that was like real bit of like ancient vintage turn of the century parenting advice or something we made up, and just mar- marveling like how something so ridiculous is true and how something so banal is fake. Is I just love that. It's like good. I feel like it's good for your spirit. I agree. We'll talk more about that um, in the next episode. But um, until then, here's one more question, and then we're going to wrap it up. In what country are kids often left outside in strollers 
when parents go shopping? I know this. I know this. I'll let you guess because I saw a TikTok about this recently and it blew my mind. And Sweden? Close. Denmark? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess it's not that surprising. Um, but yeah, Denmark. Yeah. Is that what you saw, Jamila? Yes. On it TikTok? Was yeah. Wow. Crazy. Like they just went around town just showing you all the baby strollers that are just parked outside of shops and outside of people's homes. Like they leave their babies outside to nap. And people do not take them or bother them. It's just a thing that they do. That's nice. Yeah, someone was talking to me about uh, going on a little bit of a European travel with their small child, and uh, they were speaking about Sweden. That's why that was being in Stockholm, and that was my first thought about. They were like, "Yeah, kids, kids just run down streets all the time alone, young kids, and no one has any issue with it." I was like, "Well, what is this place?" Well, Slate Plus, thanks for joining us, and be sure to join us on Monday for a regular show and Thursday for another bonus segment. Bye. <laughs> 